0: Welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't. But I'm handling it. And one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. Well, everybody, I hope all is well and that you're having a great week. I don't know about you, but I am getting more and more excited for summer. And one of my absolute favorite things to do over the summer is to sit outside, enjoying the warm weather and reading a good book. Which is why I'm so thrilled for today's episode because joining us is New York Times best-selling author Jasmine Guillory. Known for her best-selling novels like *The Wedding Date*, *The Proposal*, and *While We Were Dating*, Jasmine has had such an accomplished career in writing romance novels. In addition to being a contributor on NBC's Today Show, her work has been a Reese's Book Club pick, as was the case for her novel *The Proposal*, and she's appeared in publications like *The Wall Street Journal*, *Cosmopolitan*, *Bon Appétit*, and *Time* magazine. And now she has a brand new book out that's a reimagining of the Disney classic *Beauty and the Beast*. It's called *By the Book*, and today we'll be chatting all about it. We'll be discussing Jasmine's inspiration for the book's plot and characters but don't worry, we won't be sharing too many spoilers. I am so thrilled to chat about it, so let's get into it. You know what to do, turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. Well, Jasmine, like I said, I am such a big fan of your work. I'm so excited to have you on, not just to talk about your career in writing, but also your new book, By the Book, which is out. So very exciting. Um, Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So... I guess there's a lot to dive into. Obviously, I mean, New York Times bestselling author, so many accomplishments. I think I have Vogue called you the undisputed queen of modern romance, which what a title. Yeah, that was a lovely quote from Vogue. I thank them very much. I mean, it's great. And and you you have such a list of accomplishments, but I was really interested diving into sort of your background. I was interested to find out that you actually were pursuing a career in law before stepping into sort of the world of literature. I guess I'm just interested in what made you sort of jump into writing? Did you always want to go into it? What made you take the leap? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I had, I was a lawyer for 10 years um, before I started writing, I had, I've always been a huge reader. Like I learned to read when I was very little. I, you know, many of my childhood memories involve libraries and bookstores. Um, My parents are both huge readers. Like we always had lots of books around the house. Um, But for some reason it never, like I never thought about writing. Like I always had a big imagination and was always sort of thinking about stories. Um but it really wasn't until I, you know, I had been a lawyer for a while that I kind of thought about writing and partly it was just because I realized um I, you know, this sounds real nerdy but I hadn't been in school for a while and I missed that experience of like learning something new, you know? I missed having like having a creative outlet. I didn't really have one. Um, I missed the, like, I was sort of in a job where I was, you know, I enjoyed it, but I was doing a lot of the same things over and over again. And I kind of wanted to like expand my mind a little and figure out something new and kind of that, that, that feeling you get where you're like, Oh, I get it. You know, I kind of hadn't had that in a while. Um, and so I was sort of, thinking about what I could do and I had some friends who were writers. And so I had sort of very tentative conversations with them about it. You know, I was nervous about trying this and I, because I sort of thought like I've, I've always, Love to read. I wonder if I'd like writing, but it it felt like a big jump to take. Um, But my friends were so encouraging that I just sort of dove in. You know, I had an idea um, for a novel and I just kind of started writing. I think a lot of people like start with short stories or whatever. I just sort of dove right into writing a novel. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had so much fun with it. Like I couldn't wait to get home every night and keep working on it. And so that that was really what kept me going, kept me writing, even after, I mean, that first novel I wrote, you know, never seen the light of day, but like that, I, I really loved the experience of working on it. And so that's been the thing that's like brought me back to writing each time. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think it's wonderful. And I, it's also, I mean, that takes a lot of guts to do. I feel like when you switch jobs, that's already hard enough, but then switching completely different career paths and stepping into an industry that, it's, it's a risky industry. I mean, the creative industry is really risky. Um, and, and writing to step right in. And that's awesome to hear that you went right in with just a book idea. I, I love that. And just started writing a, a full out story like that. Um, once you sort of slipped into it, did it just feel like a natural fit? Um, I mean, writing really did. Like,
1: it just sort of felt like, oh, th- this is so much fun. Like, I always sort of like, thought about stories in my head and never really thought about putting them down on paper. And then just the experience of like thinking through stuff and then kind of thinking about, you know, well, what, what works here, what doesn't, you know, thinking about the hard things in books that I had always absorbed, but never really thought about, Um, you know, because there's a lot that you kind of feel when you're reading a book, but you don't, Think about like how does that how does that work on the back end like how creatively do you do that you know like the just things like writing dialogue or transitions between scenes or like all of those kind of little things and so it was really fun to figure that out and I you know, had a really good time with it. And even just things like getting feedback from friends. Um, Yes. I mean, of course, like sometimes feedback hurts some, but it was exciting for me to be able to figure out like, okay, this is how I can do it better, you know? And so that was um, really fun. I will say though, I didn't like, while I did jump right into writing a book, like I, I kept doing both for a long time. I mean, I was, I did not like quit my legal job until I had had, you know, until I think, I had three books out. So, so there, there was a lot of balance essentially early in my career.
0: Yeah. And I mean, balance is really hard too. Uh, I was just talking to somebody the other day about it, like sort of juggling, you know, multiple things. It's, it's, it's difficult, but you've obviously, you learn to make it work and then you learn to make a career out of this. Uh, You know, for those who, who don't know and who aren't familiar with your work, you write romance novels and you write beautiful romance novels. And I'm, I'm interested with how you got into the genre. Did you know from the get-go, like, this is what I want to do. I want to write about these love stories. Or was it more so when you you began experimenting with the medium and, and you realized that that was your genre?
1: Yeah, it took me a little while. Um, That first book I wrote was young adult. Um, I had been reading a lot of it. And that was sort of the idea I had, partly because, you know, I was sort of thinking about books I didn't have when I was little. And I there were so many, like I was a huge reader, but I didn't, there weren't a lot of children's books when I was little about black girls. And so I, you know, had this idea and I wanted to write that book. And then I sort of wrote a, um, I started but never finished a second book, um, kind of along those veins. It was one of those things where I sort of like wrote the first half of it a few times and then kind of never quite figured out where it was going um and then I started reading a ton of romance and I um and I like was having so much fun reading it and at first I was reading a lot of historical romance and I thought like this is so much fun to read but I don't think I could write one of these I think because like because I just thought like I I don't I don't think I could do historical. I don't think my voice would fit there. Like I love reading it. Um, I just don't know if I'd be good at it. And then I started reading contemporary romance, and I was like, oh, yeah, I want to write this. Um, and then I started, and then I started. You know, months later. I mean, it wasn't immediate. Um, but then I started writing the wedding date, and I just like, I I just loved writing it immediately. It just felt so fun and so right. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and with writing, I guess, I, I, I love asking when when writers come on. I mean we've even had literary agents on in the past, and I, I sort of love hearing about everybody's work ethic or formula, if you will, um, when it comes to writing. So when you start out, say you're starting out a, a new a new novel, a new idea you have, how do you find yourself getting in the zone? Is it is? Do you have like a ritual that you do, or does it, do things come more naturally? Um, do ideas come more naturally, and, and you start writing on the spot? Um. So basically, every book I've ever written has started
1: with a note on my phone, <laughs> um, where I kind of start jotting down little ideas that come to me. I mean, usually it kind of starts with a either characters or a premise or something like that so I will like write that down and then there are certain scenes that pop into my head I will kind of write down the general idea for them and then you know for anywhere from like a few months to like a few weeks I will keep making little notes like name ideas of characters or situations or kind of the general plot um sometimes that sometimes there's a lot of detail sometimes not very much um, and then when it sort of feel I mean I I tend to like give myself a deadline for when I'm going to start um, and so usually I sort of force myself to like get at least to, to know at least what the first like few chapters are going to look like. And then I kind of start on that day and then start writing. But it there's usually a, some preamble, depending on, I mean, depending on the book, because there's certain books that I had the general idea for years before I started writing them. And so I had that little note, like my third book, The Wedding Party, I had the idea for while I was writing The Wedding Date. And I like wrote the first paragraph of it um, sort of, uh, I don't know, a month or so after I finished the wedding date. I didn't start writing that book for another year and a half, two years. Um, but I had that first paragraph. And then I, you know, and then I jotted down other things. And so sometimes it's like a while that I'll have those notes. Sometimes it's just a few weeks. And then I know that like, I have sort of the idea enough in my head and I'm ready to start. Um, but yeah, that's how it generally starts.
0: That's a really great way of putting it. I think that's, really genius to sort of get something on paper. It doesn't have to obviously be the whole book, you know, but yeah. just get a little bit of something so you don't lose that idea. I mean, I feel like that doesn't just go for writing. I feel like that can go for so many things. Yeah. Um, get it on paper before you forget about it. And then you brought up setting your own deadline. Uh, that's really great because I know it's it, it's a business where you have to work on a deadline for a lot of other people's deadlines as well. But I think to set your own deadline, it really keeps you in charge of of what's needed, what you need to do for, for your work. Um, And also another thing that I think can go beyond writing. It's just really great to set your own deadline.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, and even, I mean, sometimes, sometimes I set my own deadlines and I don't make them. Like I, you know, for instance, I had planned to start writing my sixth book. I planned to like start writing at the beginning of April, 2020. Um, I had, I like was, I had ideas for it. I had like a little note on my phone, but not a lot. Um, And I was planning, I was like writer in residence at a writing retreat in the middle of March. I was like, great, I'll make a whole outline there and then I'll start writing. And then like that writing retreat that week was like the week everything fell apart. I did not start writing a book on April 1st, you know? I was Mm -hmm. like, I I, I can't write a book. Like this is (laughs) not, this is not happening. But then I sort of like, by the end of April, I was like, I mean, I gotta do, I gotta start this sometime. So I think myself start writing on May first, and I was like, I don't, I don't know if this is gonna be a book. I just like need to start doing something, just like to keep myself going. And then, and then that ended up being while we were dating, but it took a little while to get in the groove there.
0: <laughs> as as soon as yeah. you said March 2020, I'm like, yeah. I know where this story <laughs> is going. Yeah. <laughs> It's so funny now because everybody will always say that, oh, 2020, like February, March. I'm like, yeah, when things were probably like the last normal, yeah. <laughs> like when when society was as normal as it could have been. Um, but yeah, and I, I think it's, it's so by the book then, which is, like I said, your your newest work, it's out next month. Book seven, it, that's really exciting and I love it. And for, for those who don't know, I guess I'll... I'll Toss the mic over to you and have you just give like a brief little teaser of what it's about.
1: Yeah, um, by the book is a uh, contemporary reimagining of um, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Disney's Beauty and the Beast. It's uh, published by Disney, um, set in the publishing world. Um, it's about Isabel, who is a um, publishing assistant, who goes from New York to California to try to get um, Bo Towers, who is a you know former child star, to actually write his memoir. And they end up kind of stuck in his house together for the next few months t- working on his memoir together. And because it's a romance novel, they fall in love.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's great. And, and Izzy, um, or Isabelle, uh, as she's more formally known, <laughs> um, she, her, her character, I think it's interesting that she's working in this publishing house, has these dreams of wanting to be a writer. Did you see any of yourself in her when you were sort of fleshing out her character? Um, you know, what's interesting is there were,
1: I, I feel like there are little bits of me in every character, um, but Isabel, I think is so different from me because she she struggled with a lot of like kind of different things in her career. Um, she's like in, you know, she's in her mid twenties. She's kind of in a place where she doesn't know what to do next, you know? She's not sure if she's on the right path. She's not sure if this writing thing is going to work. And I think there were definitely, I think both in this book, both Isabel and Bo struggle with their writing. And so that obviously is something that, uh, you know, really um, I like was really a part of me because there's always things where I struggle with my writing, where I think like, Oh, I think I don't know if I can do this. This is not good enough. Um, why would anyone want to read this? Like you know, and so I really tried to channel some of the things that I feel and the things that I know writers, um, like other writers, feel that I hear from other people who are just starting out um, into that and into like sort of their feelings and the the advice I had them give each other. Really,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I love that aspect of it. How. Each of them, sort of in their own way, like breaks free from all that self-doubt they had about their sort of potential career-wise. Um, I, I think that was really great because while their their lives are very different, they both they both struggled that struggled with that. Bo Beau, Bo's character um, much more um, deeply is like you know he's really trying to figure out how to write this book and, and change um, go through this sort of metamorphosis, if you will. Um, but yeah, I, I really, really loved it. And then I guess with sort of Bo's character, what was that like sort of crafting this, you know, Beauty and the Beast, you have this beast-like character in this modern world. What was that like sort of just taking that old classic and sort of reimagining it?
1: Yeah, you know, it was it was fun to kind of think through like what a, what a kind of beast-like character would be, right? Because I tend to not write characters like that. And I was like, how do I how do I write someone like this, but make it someone that I, that I understand where he's coming from, that it's not like that I, you know, this is why he's acting this way. This is, this is why they have trouble getting along. And so I really had to sort of think a lot about Bo and his character and why he was the way he was. Um, I think actually the hardest thing for me was like this book was the first Book that I've written where it's just one point of view. It's just written from Isabel's point of view. And I, all of my other books have been um, dual point of view. So it kind of flips back and forth between them. And I didn't really realize exactly why that would be so hard for me until I kind of thought about like, I'm so used to thinking about every scene from the other person's point of view as well. Cause I know I'm going to be writing their side of it, but because I was never doing that for him, I wasn't really thinking like at first I wasn't really thinking like sort of what is he thinking during this scene? Like, what is he going through? Why is he acting the way he is? And then once I realized, Oh, I just have to consciously think that every single time it, it, it all sort of made it a lot easier. But when I was just like, I was just writing him. I was like, nothing he does is making sense. Like, why is it and then then i realized oh what what is his motivation for like everything and
0: then he really fell into place for me mm-hmm. Yeah it, it's it's really a fun sort of a fun take on a classic and i love sort of like the modern i mean it's a contemporary piece i really love that part of it and and just thinking of like i couldn't help but think of like the animated classic i mean it's such a great one but i just love this modern spin and it was like fun and playful and it's just such a good read if you're like if, if you're anyone out there is looking for something to just like take their minds off of the world right now it's definitely the book so i don't to, I don't want to spoil too much about it. Um, but I guess from your point of view, then what are you hoping that audiences readers will take away from the book? Um, like, I guess what's your, what's your message to them? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think, you know, sometimes I think a lot of it is that like, sometimes it's worth, worth going, pushing through the hard stuff. You know, I think both Isabel and Beau are dealing with struggles and hard things, and they kind of each find a way to push through that together, but they both almost gave up. And I think, you know, sometimes you have to like, take a take a moment and like, take a break and pull your strengths together and then push through. And so, um, so I think, you know, that is kind of part of my, I guess, message there. I mean, I, you know, this is another of the books that I wrote during the pandemic and, it, Obviously at no point in the book do I talk about the pandemic, but it is clear that I wrote it <laughs> during the pandemic, right? It's like, and it's funny because we had I mean, I had this deal for the book long before there was pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, the plan for two people stuck in a house together, but wow, writing it, like when everyone was stuck in houses together, really, I was like, Oh, I understand exactly how they would be feeling <laughs> right now. Um, so I think, you know, they were both going through hard things and kind of had conflict, but really figured stuff out. And I, think um both individually and together and I think that is kind of my message is sometimes you like you you can push through and and get the hard stuff done Mm -hmm. yeah you're
0: you're good
1: enough even if other people tell you you aren't
0: sure yeah, I, de- I definitely definitely saw the uh, quarantine, even though obviously the pandemic, like you said, wasn't mentioned. I definitely couldn't help but yeah. think of it <laughs> when everybody's going off about being stuck in the house together and then sort of feeling like trapped to that entrapment. Yeah. Um, that's great. But yeah, it's, it's such a lovely read and I can't wait for uh, everybody to go out and, and buy it and put it on their shelves and, and give it a read. So um, with that said, also, I, I'm curious with we were talking about sort of your your love for writing before, and then how you sort of got into the genre of romance. Um, would you mind, I guess, sharing then other genres that sort of interest you? You were talking about sort of period pieces, historical fiction before. I'm curious, like what, what else, outside of the genre of romance, like what else really um, has piqued your interest lately? Maybe specific books, uh, any recommendations?
1: Yeah, um, I read a lot of young adult I read a lot of mysteries. (laughs) I especially have been reading a lot of mysteries during the pandemic, I think. Um, There's something soothing about, like, you get to the end and then they figure it out and the bad guy gets punished. Like, that's been really, like, helpful for me (laughs) emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, so I've been reading, like, I think a lot of both of those. I actually, I've also been reading a lot of memoirs, um, which I've never I think I always used to think that I didn't like memoirs. I don't. I think that's maybe because I was reading the wrong thing. Um, so I read a lot of really good ones. Even so far this year, like um, "Bomb Shelter," which is a memoir that comes out in April, is just wonderful. I really loved it by Mary Laura Philpott. Um, I read. I'm gonna. I'm blanking on the author's name right now. Um, but it's a book called "This Boy We Made" by Taylor something. Um, but it's about, like, basically parenting and how, like, their her young son had medical issues and sort of how they she and her husband kind of, she, especially t- herself, but the, and she and her husband together kind of worked through everything, um, and it's just really wonderful to read. Um, Jamie Attenberg's um, book, uh, I Came So Far to Meet You, um, it's basically about her her memoir about her writing career and kind of how she became a working writer. Um, it was really meaningful to me and just sort of thinking about creative things and writing and, you know, kind of having this life. Um, so those are three that I really loved recently.
0: That's great to hear that you love memoirs because I, I'm a big memoir fan. I mean, I, I don't necessarily like when it comes to reading, I love to read everything, but I always have found myself sort of drawn to memoirs and it was funny because I, um, Last season, Emma Walton Hamilton, um, who's a writer, and she actually works on a lot of projects with her mother, who's the great Julie Andrews, so yeah. wonderful. And she, you know, worked on Julie Andrews's memoir, her mom's memoir with her. And we talked about sort of like the importance of memoirs and, and why, I guess, me and possibly so many others find them so interesting. But I, I just think it's something about le- like reading about somebody else's life or uh, an experience somebody else has gone through and then sort of learning from that, maybe taking, like having takeaways to, to keep in your back pocket pieces of advice and and all of that. It's really, I like it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it it just, it feels like a window onto another world, which some things will be relevant to you and some things won't, but you'll learn so much about sort of other people and the way other lives work. Mm
0: -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So on the topic of advice then and takeaways, I always love to conclude with asking, um, with this being handling it, of course, has there been throughout your career, whether it be law, writing, has there been anything that's really helped you handle your life, uh, a takeaway or a piece of advice that you've you've learned that's really helped you handle your life?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think... uh, I can't remember who I read this from, but someone I've read online has talked about sort of finding your board of advisors, (laughs) right? Like your own kind of people to to go through, to talk things through with, whether they're like career or life or whatever. Um, And I know that I definitely have mine, you know, like my closest friends who I will say, think like, oh, I have to decide this. Let me wait until after I talk to them, <laughs> you know, or like, you know, them, like my agent, my mom are are the people that I go to for hard things, and they they always have like they don't always share the the right same opinion, but they always give me things to think about so that I make so that I know that I'm making the the best decision for myself, um, which is really uh, which
0: has really been helpful, especially over the past few years. Mm-hmm. I always say it's sort of like how you would a doctor, like always go for a second opinion, not because you didn't value the first one, but because it's always good to just have more advice or have, have more people's thoughts that, that you can sort of uh, reflect on and, and sort of think, okay, what's the best for me? That's great. Yeah. And, you know, and often it's
1: not like you should do this
0: or you should do that. It's like, have
1: you thought about this? Have you thought about, you know, how it will make you feel this way? Have you thought about what you'll do if this happens? And though, like, I feel like everybody has a slightly different perspective on that. And those are all really helpful things for me to think through and then come out thinking, like, even even if, like, I change my, like even if I could have gone either way on this, I know that I thought this through and I feel comfortable with this decision because I often am a person who will like sort of automatically say yes to stuff. Um, And especially the past few years, I said yes to too many things and then got overwhelmed. And so now I kind of force myself to like not answer right away and talk to people. And that has really helped me, um, both like know that when I'm saying yes, I'm doing it for the right reasons. And when I'm saying no, even if I feel like, oh, I would have really liked to do that, but I know that that would make life too hard for me. And so that like makes me feel good about every decision.
0: Yeah. Don't never take on too much, you know, more than you can handle. Um, I'll yeah. always keep your load Like even keep the weight distributed (laughs) Um, because it's never good when you take on too much. I, you know, I, I try and remember that a lot with things um, when it comes, you know, signing up for this and that, and just only take on what you can handle. Cause when you take on too much, you get messy, you get sloppy and it's, and you're stressed. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jasmine, this was so great to have you on. Um, before you go, I, I'm curious with your platforms, because I know you're online, where can people follow along with you, keep up with your work, and then find by the book? Um, you can
1: find me on Instagram at Jasmine Picks. Um, I'm on Twitter at The Best Jasmine, and I'm on Facebook at Jasmine Guillory Writer. Um, And you can find by the book, it's on sale May 3rd at Everywhere Books Are Sold. Um, And so pay attention to my social networks because I will have an actual in-person, fingers crossed, book tour coming up um, where I'll get to actually meet people for the first time in a few years. So
0: I'm really excited about that. Great, fantastic. Yeah, I'll leave all the links to that in the episode description. Um, and yes, in-person things. I'm like, are we finally there? I hope so. I
1: hope so, I hope so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Jasmine, thank you again so much for coming on. This is so great. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed learning about Jasmine's career and her wonderful new work, By the Book. If you'd like to find out more about the book and where you can get it, be sure to check out the link in our episode description. You'll also find there Jasmine's social media handles so that you can be the first to know about all of her future projects. Thank you to Jasmine so much for coming on and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at handlingitpodcast and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. I will see you in two weeks with a brand new episode, but until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.